I am doing something today that I rarely ever do. I'm preaching a Mother's Day message. I'm not sure if that's tied to Trek, or I'm not sure if that's tied to the fact that I know Mother's Day can be complicated, but I really felt directed this year, instead of just doing a Mother's Day recognition, which we'll do at the end of our service this, this year, um, to preach a message about Mother's Day. And Suzanne was right, and usually what I've done is focused on the fact that Mother's Day is a great missions message, that um, Mother's Day, that missions starts at home. Well, we're not going to do any of that today. Instead, um, we are going to look at a text today that may seem kind of strange for Mother's Day. It does deal with mothers, and it will give us some good insight into, I believe, God's heart for mothers and humanity But it's probably not the story any of us will ever want to replicate, even though it's in Scripture. And we would not want to be part of the story that we're going to read about today. The main reason that I want to look at the story today is exactly for that reason. Because it's not ideal. One thing you're to learn, if you haven't learned it yet, if you're too young to know it's true, uh, life isn't always ideal. Matter of fact, it's rarely ideal. And so the story we're going to look at today, I'm looking at it on purpose because it's not ideal, it's not pain-free, it's not perfect, but it is real, it is life, and I just say it this way, it's human. So grab your Bibles with me and turn to the Old Testament, the book of 1 Kings, chapter 3. 1 Kings, chapter 3. I'm going to read a story about a couple moms. Finding it there, 1 Kings, chapter 3, we're going to start in verse 16. It says, Then two women, who were harlots, came to the king and stood before him. And one woman said, O my Lord, this woman and I have been in the same house, and I gave birth to a child while she was in the house. It happened on the third day after I gave birth that this woman also gave birth to a child and we were there together. There was no stranger with us in the house, only the two of us in the house. This woman's son died in the night because she lay on it. So she arose in the middle of the night and took my son from beside me while your maidservant slept and laid him in her bosom and laid her dead son in my bosom. When I arose in the morning to nurse my son, behold, he was dead. But when I looked at him carefully in the morning, behold, he was not my son whom I had born. Then the other woman said, No, for the living one is my son, and the dead one is your son. But the first woman said, No, for the dead one is your son, and the living one is my son. Thus they spoke before the king. Then the king said, the one says, this is my son who is living, and your son is dead. And the other says, no, for your son is dead one, and my son is a living one. And the king said, get me a sword. So he brought the sword before the king. And the king said, divide the living child in two, and give half to the one and half to the other. Then the woman whose child was the living one spoke to the king, For she was deeply stirred over her son and said, O my Lord, give her the living child and by no means kill him. But the other said, He is 
He is neither mine nor yours. Divide him. Then the king said, give the first woman the living child and by no means kill him. She is his mother. When all Israel heard of the judgment which the king had handed down, they feared the king, for they saw that the wisdom of God was in him to obtain justice. Now, before we look at anything, kids especially, if anybody ever tells you the Bible's boring, they're crazy. The Bible is anything but boring. The wonderful thing about the Bible is that it's real, it's life, and it's human. It doesn't sugarcoat anything. But look at this story. What a Mother's Day or a motherhood story. Two prostitutes go to the king, to King Solomon, to settle a dispute. Which mother gets to keep the living baby? Who is the real mother? And understand, it's not such an easy task in King Solomon's day. Today we could do something. We could say, well, let's go get a DNA test. I can prove whose, whose mother it is, but King Solomon's day, no such thing as DNA tests. Matter of fact, no little wristbands or ankle brands. You know, when, when we had our babies, you went to the hospital, they put that little band around their ankle to see whose baby it is. They still, they're on the ankle, right? Not on the wrist, they're on the ankle. Wrist and ankle, so they can't. we got a labor and delivery nurse here, so. Wrist and ankle, so that this could never happen today. But in their day, no little wristbands or ankle bands placed on a baby when it's born. For that matter, there was no hospital for the babies to be born in. Look at the story. It points out two moms alone, no one else, both giving birth. So first of all, just understand this. This whole idea of single parenting isn't a new issue, right? Here we have two moms in a house all alone, having, having each having a child and one dies. So Solomon... And the point of this text is not really talking about mothers. The real point of this text is talking about the wisdom that God had given Solomon. And so Solomon here, who the scriptures tell us was the wisest man on earth for a reason, not just because he studied a lot. He was the wisest man on earth because the Lord had given him wisdom so that he could rule God's people well. So Solomon, he has to make a decision. He says, cut the baby in half and give each mother half of the baby. Now let's think about something for a minute. Was it ever Solomon's intention to cut the baby in half? Absolutely not. He never intended for one moment to take the sword and cut the baby in half. It was his way of discovering who really was the baby's mother. Because he knew the real mother would never let her child be killed. And look at what happened in the story. It worked. The real mother cried out to the king, refused to have the baby killed. And so Solomon says, okay, you are the real mother. Give the mother her baby back. Now, why this story for Mother's Day? Here's why. Because it reveals some universal truths about mothers. Some things that I think are common to almost all Mothers, things that are worth being reminded of today. So let's consider what we find in the story. The first thing we want to look at, the first thing we find is something that should cause all mothers to have a big sigh of relief. So moms, I want you to do this with me today. Only moms taking a deep breath or all, any, all ladies could do it, but people who have raised children take a deep breath. Hold it for a second. Now let it out. 
I don't hear it at all. Big breath in and let it out. That's a sigh of relief. Here is the reason why all you moms could take a sigh of relief today. Because as we learn from the story, there is no such thing as a perfect mother. That's the first thing we see in the story. There is no such thing as a perfect mother's. Moms, isn't that good to hear? There's no such thing as a perfect mother. You don't need to be perfect. So give up. Stop trying. It's not going to work. You don't need to be perfect. Everyone, including super moms, make mistakes. So moms, stop being so hard on yourselves. Consider these two mothers. They were prostitutes. The fathers of their babies were known around. They were living in extremely difficult lives. These ladies were, were far from perfect, right? Yet, Solomon, the king of Israel, the wisest man on earth, took time to help them. Understand something, moms. Perfect or not, Solomon knew that they had great value even though they were far from perfect. Moms, you can take a sigh, of, a sigh of relief today. You have great value even though you're not perfect. Now, lest you think I'm comparing you to a couple of prostitutes, Mom, and you're saying, well, at least he thinks I'm better than a prostitute, consider this. Mary, the mother of Jesus, was also far from perfect, and we all value her. And so many people would say, oh, is that true? It's absolutely true. Mary, the mother of Jesus, was absolutely far from perfect. See, I love this story about Mary found in Luke chapter 2, and I won't go to there, I'll just kind of recount it for you today, that Mary and Joseph, along with a bunch of their relatives, traveled to Jerusalem for the Passover feast. And after a few days at the celebration... They headed home in a caravan. Now, do you remember what happened after a full day of traveling toward home? Not five minutes, not 30 minutes, not three hours, but a full day of traveling from Jerusalem toward their home. Do you know what happened? They realized that they forgot Jesus. They left Jesus, who was only 12 years old, In Jerusalem, Mary, the mother of Jesus, the one whom millions of statues and paintings have been created, the one woman considered the icon of the church, that Mary forgot her boy in Jerusalem. Now, I believe, I think of her stories, I think your parents, Suzanne, left you at church one time. Not just once, she said. So not just once. Your parents forgot you at church. And went home without you. But Mary forgot Jesus in Jerusalem and didn't know he was missing for an entire day. Listen, now the good news is they did find Jesus in the temple. He was talking to the priest and he was astounding them by his wisdom. But Mary forgot Jesus in Jerusalem for an entire day. Right? That's a big deal. Um, Today, if you did that, 
you would get arrested and they would take you to court and probably charge you with child neglect or child abuse. Mary forgot Jesus in Jerusalem for an entire day. Understand something, church. There's no such thing as a perfect mother. So moms, give yourself a break. No matter how hard you try, what kind of helicopter mom you try to become, you can't be perfect. You're not going to be perfect. So stop putting the burden on yourself to be perfect. You know, none of the rest of us are perfect. So join our club. We know we're not perfect. So join the club. Also, everyone else, give your mom a break. Counselor's office are filled with people complaining about their mothers. Give your mom a break. Stop thinking she needs to be perfect. She'll be perfect when you are perfect. And until you're perfect, don't expect her to be perfect. So moms, just relax today on Mother's Day. Don't let this be the day that you say, i got to be super mom. Just relax today. Just be yourself. We love you just as you are today, moms. Here's our encouragement. Moms, mine to you, just keep growing in Christ. You're not perfect. I'm not perfect. But what's God's plan? Just keep growing in the development of Christ-likeness. That's all we're supposed to do. We all start at different stages. We all got different baggage to carry. Just little by little, drop the baggage and become more like Jesus. That's all God expects of any, anyone. So that's the first thing we see from the story of the two prostitutes. That moms, you don't have to be perfect. There's no such thing as a perfect mom. Now what else do we find for mothers from the story of the two prostitutes who went to King Solomon? Second thing is this. God has answers for mothers problems. God has answers for mother's problems. Life is full of problems, right? Some are big, some are small. But oftentimes the things that trouble mothers, and this is my opinion, but I think it's right, oftentimes the thing that troubles mothers are the most important things. Things about family and things about friends. Now, I know everyone deals with family issues, but it seems to me that mothers take this more seriously than fathers do. There have been many times in our marriage, for almost 27 years now, that I have been too preoccupied with everything else in life to notice something within our family that needed attention. But Suzanne noticed those things. Why? Because she's a mom. Now, she'd point those things out to me, and I'd often say this. Really? She'd say, I think this is going on. i go, are you sure? Yeah. It's like it's right in front of your face. Don't you notice it? I'd say, no. But she would. And I think, what is the reason why? She's a mom. God gave her special abilities to see the most important things. I'd be worried about everything getting done. And she'd be saying, but here's what's most important. The story about Solomon and the two moms reveals A wonderful truth about this. When you notice these situations, moms, that God has answers that moms need. That mom whose son was alive needed an answer to her problems. And God gave the answer through Solomon. Now remember, God was the one who gave Solomon such wisdom, so the answer came from God through Solomon. So the answer came from God. 
Moms, your answers come from God. Matter of fact, I'd say this, Mom. Mom, God is your answer. The reason I want you to really get this today is because I see moms being pulled in a thousand different directions today. By all different people telling them what to do, how to do it, when to do it. And I'd imagine as a mom it gets burdensome, it gets confusing, and you might just at some time just say, I just, I just give up, I don't get it. The schools tell you one thing, friends tell you another, family says something else, churches tell you something else, and every book you read says another opinion. Well, here's my advice for you moms. First and foremost, find out what God says about a situation. The two moms went to Solomon because he had the heart and wisdom of God for the situations. Moms, you need to go to God. And moms, the primary way you do that is you need to go to God's Word. There's a lot of good books. There's a lot of nice friends that have good advice. But you need to go to God's Word. I think the best thing you can do as a mom, or anyone for that matter, is to continually live in the Word of God. Fill your soul with His truth. I think you should think of it like this, because this is how I just view life and God's Word and and how it's supposed to function. Your soul is like a well. If you continually fill that well with God's truth, with His Word, with worship, you're constantly filling the well of your soul with God's truth. Now there's all these other things in the world that want to fill your fill your soul. Some want to drain your soul. Some want to put junk in your soul. But, but your, your soul is like a container. And you're, it's like a well. And if you will continue to fill that well with God's truth, then when problems arise, and they always do, you have this deep reservoir from which to draw truth out of. If your well is empty, you have nothing to draw from. Moms, your well can get empty. I understand that. But the number one thing you can do if you want to walk in God's way and have God's answers is fill your well up. Let some other things go so that you can spend time filling up your well with God's Word. Because if your well of your soul is empty, then what you've got to do is you've got to run to somebody else. You've got to run to this book. The books are fine. The other people are fine. But you want a full well first so that as you read the book and you hear the advice, you can say that does line up or doesn't line up with the well of knowledge and, and, and truth that God has inside my soul. So fill up your well all the time. Keep the well full. Understand something, moms. God loves your family more than you do even though that seems impossible. And in his love, he wants to help you. He's given you his word and his church for that to happen. So you know what I can say to you today on Mother's Day, moms? Trust God. Trust him. Trust your kids to your heavenly father. Trust your hurts to your heavenly father. Trust your marriage to your heavenly father. He wants to help you through whatever you encounter. So in times of trouble, run to God. Don't run away from God because He is the answer. And understand this. 
when every time a trouble arises and you run to something other than the word of God, you really are running away from him. So running to the friend can actually be running away from God. Running to the book can actually be running away from God. And so I say this, run to God, not away from him, because he is the answer. That makes sense, everybody? Makes sense, moms? Now, let's look at one more thing from the story of Solomon and the two moms. And this one, I think, could have been the first point. It's the heart. It's why we have Mother's Day at all. It's this. A mother's love is amazing. Think about the mother in the story whose child was alive. She was willing to go through the pain of giving her son away in order to keep him safe. She was willing to sacrifice herself for her child. That's a mother's love. Personal sacrifice seems to be at the heart of motherhood. I think it begins when moms sacrifice their bodies by carrying a child for nine months. No man ever wants to do that. If you've seen it, you're going, you are amazing. That love continues with sleepless nights caring for infants and chasing around toddlers. And it progresses to endless tasks of helping, it seems, everyone else get what they want and what they need. It seems to be the heart of motherhood. Everybody says this. Where's mom? You know what I think the number one question kids ask dads when they come home? Where's mom? Am I right? They run around the house, mom, 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 mom. They find dad and say, dad, where's mom? Because mom knows everything. Because mom's the one, in, mom's the one who's, who's got the whole world in this loving care in the family. And I think it's really the way God has created a mother's heart. A mother's love is amazing. So today, we honor moms for all the giving they do. They remind us of God, who is sacrificial and giving. Matter of fact, I really do believe God has made that special in moms because he's revealing in, in humanity, he's revealing things, about, revealing things about himself. And so he's revealing this idea of God himself being sacrificial and giving. He gave his only son, scripture says, for a world of wayward children. That's God. A mother's love reminds us of that. God forgives us all undeserving people. None of us deserves forgiveness. We see that same thing in a mother's love. That kind of love should not go unnoticed and it should not go unappreciated. So that's why we celebrate Mother's Day. So here is my assignment to every child in this place. And dads, you can help. Spoil your mom's rotten today. Can you do that, kids? Can you spoil your mom's rotten today? Let me hear a big yeah. yeah. All right. That's what Mother's Day is all about. Spoil your mom's rotten today. So moms, we want to pray for you today. It's actually why we have a family service on Mother's Day, so our kids can be with their moms on Mother's Day in church. So we want to pray for you today. So I'm going to ask all moms, even if you don't have children here, maybe you even want to reveal something by standing today, 
that you're going to be a mom for the first time. I don't know. But I want all moms to stand with me. Just moms. All moms to stand this morning. Our moms are standing. Now, if you have a mother in the building and you're not by her, I want you to get up right now and go to your mom. So if your mom is not by you right now, I want you to get up and go by your mom. Okay? And I'm going to lead you, I'm going to lead us in a prayer of blessing over our mom. So if you're around your mom, and even if you're around, there's a lady standing up whose mom doesn't have any children there, I want you to lay your hand on them. And I want to lead us in a prayer of blessing. Lord Jesus, thank you for motherhood. Lord, we do see in this story from your words some amazing things about moms. The passion they have for their children. The fact that they need to depend on you. Their amazing love. And Lord, we would ask today, for all of our very imperfect moms, that you love with unimaginable love. We pray that you would bless them today. We pray for every mom in this place, that you would give her the desires of her heart, that they would know your goodness and your grace, and that, Father, they would experience in this life all the wonder and joy that you have in store for them as mothers. And we ask you, Lord, care for, love on, nurture and bless the mothers of Portview Church. And Lord, for all of us who do not have mothers in this room today, let us be motivated to tell our moms today how special they are and we love them. And Lord, there may be some situations where it seems really impossible. Lord, help your grace to go before us and help us be people who extend your love to everybody, starting with moms. So, Lord, bless our mothers, we pray in Jesus' name. And everybody says, Amen. Amen.